it's Mike here and welcome to the Billowing Hilltop podcast. I'm uh, by myself today. First up, I'd like to thank both of you for listening. Your support means a lot to uh, all of us, apart from Dan, obviously. Uh, Second up, I'd like to take a moment to thank Brian Criswell. Who is Brian Criswell, you ask? Well, uh, Brian is the modern-day saint who produced the 5th edition conversion of the Age of Worms Adventure Path, which I've been using, and it's made all of this possible. Uh, Now, you can find Brian on EN World. If you don't know what EN World is, go to enworld.org. It's a fantastic resource for all gamers, uh, run by the amazing Morris. You can find Brian on the EN World forums as uh, Tormir, that's T-O-R-M-Y-R, and his work has made my life basically a zillion times uh, easier. He hasn't just done the maths, but he's also added in helpful commentary around elements of the story, added clarity, and where a direct conversion between old uh, 3.5 and 5th edition has required some finesse. He's he's put the work in, he's uh, reskinned creatures. Uh, it's, it's fantastic and it's very much appreciated. And I should say that he is also working on a 5th edition conversion of the EN publishing classic War of the Burning Sky Adventure Path which you can find at drivethroughrpg.com. Uh, and I urge you to check that out. Uh, right, that's pretty much it from me. It only remains for me to urge you, please, to rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Uh, and look for us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, or at billowinghilltop.com. Please sit back, open your mouth, close your eyes, not if you're driving, and enjoy episode six. You can't always get what you want. Hello, hello, good uh, evening everyone. I'm with Dan and Graham and Paul and Johnny and Lucas, but not really Lucas. Hello everyone. Hello. Hello. Lucas, hello. Probably gonna be a bit, Lucas, we're going to, I don't know, co- copy and paste him in or something. Uh, and w- where we left things, you had uh, had a fight with the infamous Madam Wodge of the Lodge. Uh, the local bandit and one of her henchmen and a knoll called Noel Edmonds. Uh, and you had left the Whispering Cairn and you were heading back to town and had gone up to second level. Uh, the only other thing to remember is that you'd left a guy. <laughs> you don't know what was happened to him. But one of the bandits, uh, JJ, the kind of uh, skinny one, got into one of the elevators that you summoned in the uh, lantern room and has disappeared into the earth. You don't know what happened to him. Sorry, before you begin, Mike. Yeah. I think Dan's got a question for you. Sorry? Yeah, you've forgotten, haven't you? Yeah. What, what was the question? What's the date? Date. What, what date? Oh, yes. Wait. I see what you're doing. Yeah. When it's the same day. day. It's Sunday, the 4th of Fumbulary. Uh, Sunday, is it? Sunday, the 4th of Fumbulary, which is we... Friday, equivalent of Friday. Okay. And what is the equivalent of October? The equivalent of October is Spock Hockter. Oh, damn, he remembers. Anyway. <laughs> I don't remember. I've got it written down. I've got a world built. <laughs> I'm sitting. You don't. You don't get to see. Obviously, I don't what even goes remember asking asking that question in the first place. I'm sitting. <laughs> I've listened to it about twenty right. times. I'm sitting in a room with uh, with with maps pinned around a calendar. I've got a team of people that uh, help me with all of this kind of stuff. Runners. Yeah, runners. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Archivists. Um, so, second level. Who yes. has done? What, let's talk. Let's Cuthbert. Let's talk to Cuthbert, or rather, let's talk to Paul because Cuthbert's not real, isn't he? What happens with Cuthbert second level? Uh, anything? It's huge. Is it's it? Last. Yeah. No. No. He 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 gets action sur- action surge. One use. He gains an extra action on his turn, but then has to take a short rest in order to get it again. So. Yes. Well, that's no. That's useful. It's an extra round. Uh, what are we oh, doing yeah. about hit points? Have you rolled? I um, 
Well, I mean, yes, I have rolled, but we could always do it again. Do people want to do live rolling? There's an <laughs> enormous no. silence going on. <laughs> no. I'm quite happy taking average. Yeah. Me too. Whatever you want to do. Anybody anybody want to roll their... Well, Paul, do you want to roll your hit points, or do you want to just stick with what you got? Well, I, I went with average, so... <laughs> but, um, I, That's I, fine. Average is, average is good. Oh, God. It's so tempting to roll now. Don't do it. Go on. I think we should roll with the re-roll at each level. Explain this idea, Graham. You roll hit points each level. You re-roll all your hit dice. At every level. At every level, but you must get a number that's at least one more than the number you had before. So if you roll less than the number you had at the previous level, you you advance by one. I don't know. I got don't it. Understand. Well, so you, what, how many hit points have you got now, Paul? Um, Twenty-two. Oh, as a result of being second level. How many did you have at first level? 13. So you'd roll 2d10 and add the constitution modifier twice. Twice. And if you didn't get, if you got a number lower than 13 or lower, you'd just advance to 14. So you you keep accumulating the dice up. Retrospectively, Mm -hmm. re-roll your hit points every level. I don't know. But, but you always get maximum hit points at first level, right? So there's not much point doing it at second level because you'll just be rolling one dice. You still roll two dice. <laughs> you still roll two dice. No, but one of them is going to be... By definition, lower. Yeah, I see your point, Johnny. So you'd, you'd, on average, you'd, you'd only go up by one hit point in second level. But at, Yeah, but it's at... probably more better to do it at a higher level. Yeah. Are you going to stick with average? I'm going to stick with average this time. Okay, so you've got action surge, which gives you an extra action... Uh, in between each short rest yes. and you've uh, advanced your hit points up to 22 hit points which is quite tasty and that's it what about Burple Herpish Burple Herpish Burple Herpish he gets uh, an extra spell slot so he gets an extra first level spell and it's like taken detect magic gotcha would you get anything else and that's it an extra spell so slot so I get so- Song of Rest which is um Many at second level, you can you're, you can use soothing music or oration to help revitalize your wounded allies during a short rest. If you or any friendly creature who can hear your performance regain hit points at the end of the short rest by spending one or more hit dice, each of those creatures regains an extra 1d6 hit point. Okay, well that's pretty good. I like that. Uh, what about Sessions Eper? Uh, Sessions Eper is taking another level in Cleric. So I also get uh, another first level spell slot. And I have... I uh, would probably use that for healing words since um, my channel ability is invoke duplicity uh, rather than healing. Okay, tell us about that. Uh, that allows me to create another version of myself within a certain uh, distance which uh, I can use to cast my spells through. Okay. Uh, what, like an illusionary double? Yeah, like an illusionary double that can mm. act independently. I don't like the sound of that one bit. Used to be called projected image, didn't it? It's similar. I don't. I don't like the sound of that at all. Okay, fine. Uh, what about Grimbold? Grimbold is uh, now a second level sorcerer. He's uh, got an extra spell slot, and he knows one more spell. And I'm trying to choose spells that I've never used before, and it's actually quite interesting because. I've spent a lot of time with sorcerers trying to pick the optimal spells and I always end up with the same ones after 41 years. So now I am trying... So you've got quite a large range of spells <laughs> to choose from. 
hundreds of spells you've never tried. Hundreds, hundreds of spells out there you've never yeah, I mean, No, oh but God. there are some that are much better, so I've spent a long time trying to pick the optimal ones, but now I'm not picking those deliberately, and I'm trying to find other spells. That You're are, picking them accidentally? No, they're also pretty good. And I'm actually finding some really good spells, so the chromatical is good, false life is good, and now I've picked Ray of Sickness, which is also pretty cool. But uh, I'm okay. turning into a bit of a necromancer. That's the only other thing. Surely you're picking spells that just do the same thing that you your other no. spells do, just in a slight variation. So instead of it being no. heat, it's cold. No, it's they're slightly different. They're chromatic orb, you can choose different types of uh, energy. Uh, false life, I've never picked before, which gives you some extra hit points. And ray yeah, of thickness. It's a lot now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's cool. So they okay. just found some better spells than the ones you thought were good. I don't, I'm not sure they're better, but they're, they're different anyway. So I'm quite looking forward to running him. And also, he's uh, as a sorcerer, second level, he has this thing called Font of Magic, which is the classic sorcerer. You get more spells. So I'm going to get an extra spell per day. Right. Well, that's pretty good. That's it. You got the kid with you, Morklet Spenge. Oh, it's yeah. the kid, Morklet Spenge. He is the uh, <laughs> son of Gorbags Spenge. He's not, he's who, uh, Gorba it's not Spengebob. No, we've had that gag. <laughs> I know. Uh, Gorbag Spenge, who owns uh, an inn in town called the Rusty Bucket. Uh, so you've got him with you. Uh, he's he's uh, extremely grateful for being rescued. Uh, and you head down what's called the Company Road. Uh, that's kind of its local, kind of informal name. It's just called the Company Road because the mining companies uh, use this road to go backwards and forwards to all the, the different mine workings that are out in the hills. Uh, you wind your way down through the hills. Uh, the town is about, it's, it's basically, it's a full day's journey away. By my reckoning, you had an overnight rest uh, from Thump Day uh, to, into Sunday. And you were up and about at about six-ish, seven-ish. You've done a bit of fighting, a bit of exploring and stuff. I reckon it's about eight in the morning. And it'll take you about eight hours to get back. And so it's getting dark by the time you see the lights of Diamond Lake, uh, which is it's lying there crouched between these three low hills and the dark kind of sludgy water of the lake itself. As the company road kind of winds across the, the kind of northern section of the town, uh, looking down over the uh, over all the, the, the streets and houses, kind of sounds like a rainbow. As the road winds across the top of the town, you pass uh, what's called the Dowerstone Mine, which is a mine run by this guy called Wrangelin Dowerstone, who's a, a, a dwarf. And as you're passing the mine, there's a sort of straggle of workers are kind of emerging at the end of their shift. And it's Sunday night, which is kind of which is drinking night. Uh, so you're you're you know you understand how this works. Sunday night, asthma day, and oot. From Sunday night through to sort of lunchtime on oot, uh, everybody's drunk, and the town is basically mayhem. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you kind of slightly wince as you approach town with the recollection of what town's going to be like for the next couple of days. The road winds down through the smart parts of town. It goes past the governor's mansion, the residence of the wealthy mine managers, and it winds down towards the main square. Uh, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Because you've got a long list. We have got to go and find that red lantern. Uh, we've got to deposit the boy back with his parents. Now, uh, do we have lodging sorted? This is the question. I, I'm staying at the Hungry Gar. That's right. So with Sessions uh, Eeper. Yes, Sessions and Grimbold lodge at the Hungry Gar, which is a restaurant that says that it does the best meal in town, and everybody knows that it doesn't. 
uh, and they and they earn their keep with the occasional kind of bit of um, uh, flunkery, um, you know, uh, mopping up, dishwashing, uh, portering, that kind of thing. Parker, he is from a monastery out of, fr- uh, from north of town. Then you've got Cuthbert. You're staying in Lazar's house, is that right? Yes. I was just, my, my thinking of this is that we've rescued this Spenge kid and his parents, I believe, own a place, don't they? Well, they own a place called the Rusty Bucket. It's a, it's a, it's an inn. I mean, it has got some, it's got some rooms that you can stay in. But maybe we should be looking to stay there, considering we've saved their kid from a. Yeah, death. maybe I can stop scrubbing they, the de- decks. Exactly. Uh, the rust, uh, maybe the Rusty Bucket is our new HQ. Purple Herpish, you live in a bin in the woods, as far as I understand it. Yeah, an upturned bin. Actually, this is on its side with some tarpaulin over the top to make it. Move. Right. Uh, this be- because good, so we can't hear his singing then. Because you're a loner. Because what? <laughs> well, no, it's a, the bin. The bin is basically pointed at everybody, so it magnifies. So, it. <laughs> so I turn it, it amplifies the, it the noise. It. Yeah, and, and wow. at night when everybody's asleep, I basically sneak most of the town and start singing. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to keep living in your bin in the woods? Not really. I mean, I, he's a bit, you know, he's a bit um, uh, shy, should we say. Um, right. Lacks sort of social graces. and, and, and Can I recommend the Hungry Gar? The food's very good there, apparently. But he'll, follow, he'll follow the rest of the party around, <laughs> uh, you know, like a little kind of lap dog. You know, if they go into town, he's fine following them. But... Okay. So you, well, so you all head into town. You can perhaps, you've got accommodation already and you could and you could upgrade let's see how that works well i reckon we should go to rusty bucket to hand back spenge yeah and see if we can blag some decent accommodation there yeah, however yeah. decent we could get it's a good idea we're going to go into town and we're going to um head over to the rusty bucket with spenge kid yes and present him back to his parents okay well the, the place is busy it's a sunday night uh it's kind of warming up it's not like a crazy drinking den the, the 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 really kind of low place is called the feral dog which is on the main square okay rusty bucket's a little bit more sort of, of a kind of gentle eatery uh, and gorebag spenge is uh standing in the restaurant as you walk in and she sees the kid and she looks at it and she goes where the fuck have you been and he's like um well i and these 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 men um they rescued me and she's like, well, what do you mean rescued you? You've only been gone for a few hours. And he says, he says, well, no, but because I went up to, I went up to the hills. Well, I told you not to go up to, into those hills. I told you not to go into those hills. But I, I, I wanted to go and I wanted to have a bit of an adventure. And, and then, and then I got chased by these nasty people. And then these men rescued me. This man, it points out Cuthbert. This man rescued me. He saved my life. <laughs> uh, are you Madam Spenge? Uh, I am. What, Madam Spinch? We were... Sessions. Grimbold, what are you doing here? Who says that? <laughs> she does, because she knows you, because you're locals. Ah. Oh, we, we were there. Oh, right. Well, we... Very high. Well, we... <laughs> we just well, helped man. rescue your... Your boy was kidnapped you by Madam been. Wodge. Well, so you've been rambling around up in those... Up in those tombs, have you? Up in the mountains? Madam Wodge and Noel Edmonds. Madam Wodge? Kidnapped. Did you say Madam Wodge? Madam Wodge of the Lodge. How when, did she sound like, Johnny? Madam Wodge of... 
When you mention Madam, when you mention Madam Wodge, she sort of pulls uh, Mortlet closer and looks like concerned. It's like, boy, did you see? Did you see Madam Wodge? Like, yes, she was. She was. Oh no, I'm doing Madam Wodge voice for him. <laughs> Fuck. He says, "Yes, Mum. She was. She was around. And she chased after me, and then these men saved saved me." She said, well, you, that's what you get when you go up there. What's happened to... Where is she now? Where, what's happened to her? Dead. You see, I killed her. You know, her eyes widened. Dead? Madam Watch dead? You killed Madam Watch? With my own bare hands. Your hands? My hands. My own bare hands. <laughs> Your bare hands? We, we, we all did, and we're, we're actually feeling a little tired. And we, we wondered if you've got any accommodation. Actually, I did. Well, uh, <laughs> she's... Doubtful on that. Uh, what do you mean accommodation? I see. You're quite tired after all the hard work. Charge a standard rate, time. silver piece a night. We saved your son's life. Yes. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, what? How about you guys all have a meal on the house, and I'll have a think about it. That's a start. Excellent idea. And she kind of claps her hands, and a and a flunky kind of starts clearing away a table. <laughs> it's a start. It's a start. Yeah. She doesn't look like she's that. She was that concerned about her kid, either because she just doesn't really care very much, or because he obviously disappeared off this morning and he's come back this evening. So he's only been gone for the day. We should have beaten him up a little bit first. We? Well, don't say that out loud in front of her. But she is interested in the Madam Watch thing. I mean, she's like, I can't believe it. So you killed, you killed. Tell, tell, she comes and sits and joins you. She says, she says, so, so Madam Watch, you, 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 she's dead. The situation is this: if news gets out that we've been rooting around in the in the cairns up in the the mountains uh, or up in the hills and found stuff which yeah. the boy has seen, so the boy knows that there's stuff up there, more people will will come along. If that news gets back to the sheriff before we have that conversation with the sheriff to try and persuade him to give us the lantern, or even if we just go and he's, he might and, and arouse his suspicions, it might prove more difficult to get the lantern. May well do. I, I mean, it might be you've got to worry a little bit about young Mortlet spilling the beans. I mean, exactly. all he's told his mum so far is that he was up in the hills and he was looking for adventure and you guys rescued him. So we need to have a quick, quiet conversation with him to say, look, just keep stum for now because we need to know what was going on up there and we know where you live and if, if as soon as as soon as the news gets <laughs> out about the stuff that's up there we know where you live <laughs> nice what then, then, then you that call? creates problems for us i didn't say that it was grim so we do that mike we have that conversation with him on the sly to try and impress upon him the need to not talk about not not to elaborate there was a cave, he was cornered in the cave. Under no circumstances to mention where exactly we rescued him. So he's, he's like, he's been mooching around ever since he got given a table and you chatted to her, you told her about Madame Wodge, she finds it sensational. She sort of starts spreading that gossip around a little bit. He's mooching around and he, you kind of catch his eye and he kind of, sort of slouches over uh, and you start saying, <laughs> I was going to launch this, like, kid, listen. You know, but he is yeah. like so. So I'm. Am I part of the? Am I part of the the gang now? I mean, yeah, yes, gotta, you are. We, we got to keep quiet. You know. Yes, yeah. you are. You're well, part I mean, of the gang now. You yeah, you're going to be our eyes and ears in the town. So anything you hear, you can tell us. But got to keep this. Oh yes, yes. And you will take a share in the reward. Can we get some persuasion checks? Yes. Persuasion checks. 
I've got plus three. Mm -hmm. Or intimidation. Yeah, I was just saying. Yeah, I might be doing seven. Persuasion, I got eleven. Okay. Well, you haven't fucked it up, but you, you've not. You've can not I roll? Yeah, anybody can roll. I mean, the, the, what we're trying to do is see if you roll a catastrophically low number, then through delivery, you fluff your ability to intimidate him or cooperate him. If you roll a really great number, then you've worked out that that will represent the fact that you've managed to kind of impress upon him in a very articulate, emphatic way. And, you know... I've got 14, 14 on intimidate. Okay. I mean, he he's slightly in hero worship of you, Cuthbert. So it's it's... I'm very much like you do not breathe a word of where we were He's part nodding. of the team. Yes, yes. Uh, you will share in the spoils of this. Oh. You are our eyes and ears in here. Yes, so yes, okay, fine. Yes, you keep can your eyes and ears open. Yes, yes, we'll, okay. Not a we'll, word, not a word. And we shall meet you on a regular basis and get your report. Oh, yes, yes, okay, yes, yes. Anything? I mean, what, what is it that you want me to find out? Uh, any gossip about... Madam Watch, or, or anybody going up, you know, expressing an interest in the mountains and the cairns, thinking of going up there. Yes, well, so to jump in and without burbling on too much. You, of course, you've got the other three people. Does yeah, anybody exactly. anybody remember? Yeah, so you've got them. They were sessions. You uh, span them a line about where you thought this two might be, and they headed off on uh, Dur Durkin's boat. Durkin, Durkin, what's he called, Johnny? Durskin. Durskin. He runs this awful. Data. Yeah, he runs this awful kind of uh, tick-infested uh, skiff called the Autumn Runner. And as far as you are aware, well, you think that they have departed on that boat to the other side of the lake, looking for the wrong tomb. Young Mortlet. He says, "Mr. Cuthbert, Mr. Cuthbert, what, what if I find anything out useful? I leave a chalk mark on the statue in the square." And then you know ah, to then you talk. clever. Then you know to come and find me. He's clever. Okay. It's five-ish, six-ish in the evening. Town is warming up. You've had something to eat. Gorbag spends the proprietor is kind of fusses around you. She's much more interested in the Madam Wodge news than in the rescue of the kid. Uh, and you don't feel that she's particularly grateful about the whole kid thing. She's just like not either not that. But this is a tough town, right? You know, uh, uh, Grimbold, Sessions, and uh, uh, Burple grew up here. I mean, it's it's you know, it's not it's not modern life where people worry if their kids are out of their sight for three hours. I've got all this um, black obsidian stuff. Mm -hmm. Who am I going to get? This is obsidian. This is obsidian. Yes, you've you've, you've grabbed these shards of kind of black glass-like material. I gathered quite a lot of it. Yeah. So. I, if it's not too late, I'd like to go and find somebody who I might be able to sell it to. Okay, well, um, the, uh, you know that there's this chap called Tidwode who runs a, a sort of uh, exchange for kind of precious and rare items. Uh, he's on the main square. You can go and visit him. I might go and visit him. Is he still open? Yeah, it's open. Okay, I'm, I'm not going with anybody else. Um, um, I'll, like... I'll come along with you. I'm quite curious. Okay, okay. yeah. All right. The central square on the vein is kind of where everything is. The feral dog is there. Um, the emporium is there, which is the kind of high-class kind of uh, house of delights involving prostitution and drug dealing. And that's where you, Burple, and uh, Grimbolds occasionally make a little bit of money. Burple sings there from time to time. People pay money to, for him to stop. He's a little gnome, Tidwode. Uh, and he's a little cantankerous, and he's kind of <laughs> around his little shop, 
it's the only thing that's even close to being a kind of bank in the sense that you could leave valuables with him and in theory he kind of squirreled stuff away for you to re recover and it's sort of a pawn shop and he's got a little collection of kind of little gems and uh, objets and curiosities and so uh, you turn up there it's about five in the evening the the the, 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 the inns around the square are getting rowdy but he's open and so you know like, as you open the door to the store and he looks up and says, Oh, gentlemen, can I help you? Can I help you? Ah, Session Zeeper. Hello, Session Zeeper. Hello. Uh, I'm going to go up and I'm going to get my kind of little backpack off my back and um, empty something to look at. the obsidian onto the counter. So you sort of scatter it across the counter. I just literally pull because I, I mean he's got, I, a, he's got a display well, case. He's got a little showroom display case that kind of yeah, dominates the middle of the. Take out a chunk of it and show him. Which which you no, do I'm prefer? Gonna, I'm going to take. I'm going to just pour because uh, I collected quite a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to upend it and go. There you go. How much? Uh, <laughs> and he starts kind of this is very interesting where did you acquire this and he starts sort of scattering around he picks up little bits of it holds them up to the light uh, and he kind of taps them and he kind of looks at looks, he kind of bites on one and he kind of this is interesting these seem to be broken pieces uh, where, where, where did you acquire this this, uh, this strange substance mind. never you mind. you mind but there'll be a lot more oh, if young you give us a good price. Grimble you're very feisty <laughs> yes, I'm saying it's. A, we found it at a secret location, but there's plenty more. If we get a good price here, we'll bring some more in. If we don't get a good price, we'll go somewhere else. Sorry, sorry. If you give me a good price, no, we're sharing it. No, uh, no I collected it. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, does it? I think you gentlemen need to uh, organise your own affairs before <laughs> before we uh, get into any kind of negotiation. So I presume you would like to sell this 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 substance. Yes, to I me. would. Oh, let me have a think now. Let me have a look. Let me see. I think that what you have here it's worth four portions. No, uh, he says. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he says. Uh, I would say. Uh, how much is this worth? Maybe. Come on, man. Fifteen gold pieces for for this collection. I start putting it back in my backpack. And says, no, thank you very much. It's okay. I'll take my business elsewhere. Uh, that's absolutely uh, your choice. Uh, a very interesting thing. Uh, mostly, I would have thought academically interesting rather than uh, uh, conventionally valuable. Uh, okay. it, it is, of course, your choice. But you must you may return if you cannot get a better price. Okay. Can I do an insight check, Mike, to see whether he's telling the truth? Yes. How interested he is. Yes. 17. You think that uh, he's telling you half the truth. Mm hmm. Uh, obviously, these kinds of things are uh, mostly kind of instinctive, instinctual. Your sense is that he thinks it is more valuable than he is letting on, but not because of its, as it were, rarity or preciousness, but because of its curiosity value. Uh, you think it's quite telling that he was keen to know where you'd found it. Mm -hmm. The only other person you know that might be interested, uh, certainly Grimbold Sessions, uh, Burple, is, is Hesty Testapod. So Hesty Testapod is uh, the brother of the governor. And he has a storied past in Evenstar, and was a kind of celebrated 
uh, wizard at the uh, Sorcerer's Spire, which is the, the University of Wizardry in Evenstar. Uh, but now he lives in Diamond Lake, and people feel that he kind of looks out for his brother because he's. Oh, let's go there then. It's a possibility. I mean, he's. Uh, let's do the sheriff first. Let's do the sheriff first. Okay. So we go well, into can, the. Yeah, you just. Well, the, the sheriff. The sheriff's thing is, it's it's just there on the square. Um, and it's got an open kind of uh, veranda uh, with a with a, a guy sitting at a chair on a chair a, a, a constable sitting on a chair he's kind of whittling away on something uh, looking bored and then the door that you go a little flight of stairs there's a veranda this chap and then there's a door at the back that leads into the main sheriff's office okay uh, is the sheriff in Sheriff's not about. He's not about. Nah, he's he's uh, he's over in the jog, and he points towards the uh, the feral dog. Uh, can you guys make perception checks? Perception check, eh? Uh, thirteen. Eighteen. Yeah, that's enough. Um, what you notice? It's just a little detail. Is that running out? Uh, through a little hole in the woodwork above the door is a cord that then runs through little uh, loops, runs up into the tree which kind of overhangs the thing, and then across a bit of the square, and then runs down through a hole in the roof of the feral dog. Right. So a notification system. It, it, it's potentially. It could be something. It, yeah. Right. So the sheriff. The uh, where does it run from? It runs, it, well, it, it emerges from the sheriff's office, or rather yeah. from the police station, the jail, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and it, it, it kind of loops up into a tree and across in midair and then down through a hole into the feral dog. It's sort of right. suspended. So his boss is having a drink. Is it vibrating like it's moved? Uh, is it vibrating like it's being moved now? No, it, it, it's, just, it's just there. You just spot it. It's just like you're chatting to the guy. You're looking around, and you're like, what's that? You kind of follow its path, and you see it kind of through an intricate system of kind of loops and kind of switchbacks. It makes its way down and then into the, into the pub. So uh, the shape of this building, right? So yeah. what, are, what are the win windows, doors? I mean, we would know this building, right, if we live in the area, so I'd know the town. So you have a situation where... Uh, the front is divided into two, the frontage. The, uh, the right-hand side of it is this veranda. There's a door into the main offices. There is a, build, there is a, there is a covered area on the left-hand side, and there is a window looking out over the square in that bit, which has got, but it's got shutters, uh, and they're closed. Is there a back door? Is there a... No, it's all pretty featureless other than that. It's all uh, locked up tight. Uh, you locals have had, you know, passing... Uh, interactions with this place you know that past the veranda through that main door there's an office where the kind of constables sit yeah but they spend most of their time in the pub and then yeah. behind that is a kind of uh, uh, a, a jail block um, where mostly it's a basically a drunk tank they keep people in who have been in trouble it's my it's work hard play hard outlander style miners uh, so that's really what it's used for. I mean, in terms of c real crime and kind of process, there isn't really any. Uh, and then your, your, if your recollection is right, then this area on the left at the front is where Sheriff Cubbins' office is. And so he's the guy with the window overlooking the square. 
Yeah. Kind of perception of the locals that they they're all hanging out in the pub and summoning themselves back when needed. Yeah, that's not a bad that's not a bad way of putting it. They spend all their time either out on the lamb, drinking, hanging out in the feral dog, or up to no good. And then the occasional patrol takes place, but really it's just an absolute you know shambles. Anyway, he's like, sheriff's not around. It's in the dog. Well, summon him, please. And he nods at it. Important news. He look. He looks at you. It's, I know you. Yes, I'm Grimbold. Oh, that's right. Now, hurry along there. You've <coughs> got important news. You can, you can tell me the important news. I'm interested. No, it's for the sheriff's ear alone. He's in the summon him. He's in the pub. I, gr I grab hold of the, this string system and then give it a tug. Wait, wait, so you walk up onto the veranda and reach above the door and just start yanking on the string. I say, this calls him, doesn't it? Tug, tug, tug. <laughs> he looks horrified. He, looks, <laughs> he just looks horrified. He's like, you can't, you can't, you can't do that. That's the doorbell, isn't it? Keep pulling it. Within moments, uh, uh, a kind of bunch of guys uh, burst out of the front of the pub. And okay, sort of... I quickly jump away from the, uh, the cord. <laughs> yeah. Okay, make, a look around make a stealth check. Make a stealth check. Stealth plus three, 21. Very nice. So you successfully manage to sort of, I don't know what you do, drop to the floor and then kind of roll and then hunker down into the... Yeah. You've got the, the rest of you are gagging on. Bear in mind, the, the, the square is busy, yeah? Nice. You can see Sheriff Cubbins. You know what he looks like. Big, kind of stocky, florid-faced. He's got that kind of drinker's nose, that little network of veins. Hmm. He's shouldering his way through the crowd outside the pub. Uh, he's got a couple of constables in, in tow. And his deputy, Deputy Jamis, she's like his sidekick, uh, uh, strong-arm kind of, you know, uh, fixer and everything. And they are... They, they, he looks... He doesn't look alarmed. He looks annoyed to have been pulled from his his R&R, &R, from his drinking time. And they start shouldering their way through the drinkers in the square towards the thing. And he's like... And he's shouting, Hey, real flow, what you ring the fucking bell for? Can't you see I'm busy? I'm having fun. What's the matter? What's going on? And this kid with a terrible sinus problem in the front of the police station, he's like, <laughs> It was these guys. It was these guys who were pushing it. They're pushing it and pulling this thing. Then he kind of points you out. And uh, this guy kind of whips round. He strides up and he's like, What is it you want? I know you, and he points at uh, Grimbold. I know you, you're that irritating little halfling. What? How dare you speak to me like that? Did you pull the fucking string? No, of course I didn't. It was this idiot here pulled it. Uh, I didn't pull I didn't pull the string, I didn't do it. I did. We told him we needed to speak to you urgently, and he just tugged the rope. Is this true? It's like, of course it is. I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't. I didn't. I wouldn't. I never, no, of course you're I never, saying I never, that now, isn't it? I never disturb you, boss. I know how important you're. You know, you work hard. It's important. I didn't want to disturb you. Uh, uh, he says, "What you? What is it you want? Wait, you lot. What is it you want?" We have news of Madam Watch. Oh, do you now? And what news yes. is that? Well, you take us to your to your office, and we'll explain the situation. I don't know, can't see why you can't explain the situation standing here. Uh, it's difficult. We, we need to be in your office, precisely. This all to me sounds like a bit of a fucking wind-up. Oi, Wilblow, you, get inside, do some cleaning. I don't want to see you again, and you pull that fucking string again. Oh, I didn't pull 
bullets, two bullets, I'll do pulls You pull that fucking string again and I'll cut off your fucking bollocks. And he's like, you lot, fuck off. And he start. He turns around and starts heading back towards the pub. I just say, Madam Wodge is dead. Uh, Madam Wodge is dead. He stops when you say that. And he turns around and he goes, what do you mean she's dead? You seen her? I killed her. Oh, you killed her, did you? And uh, how did this come about? She tried to kill me. You're not uh, answering my question, you funny-looking weirdo. (laughs) 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 You say you killed her. You've seen her. Where is she? What happened? She's not here. She's a bit away. No, we can explain the situation in your office. I killed her. delicate matter. Meanwhile, um, one of us can go and get some ale so you don't uh, get too thirsty. Have you got any proof? We can bring her head here. It's proof enough. You go and get it. You come back. And then we'll talk. And you never know your luck. We might even be able to talk in my office. <laughs> Important. Until then, I'm going back to my pint. And it turns around and starts wandering off. And he's sort of muttering, Imagine what you fucking kill the little kids killed men and what a load of bollocks. And the other ones are laughing. Yeah, boss. Yeah, I call this watch. Yeah. <laughs> the deputy's like, Yeah, difficult man to watch. I'll never get her. She's too fast. She's too tasty, all right. We can now go into the sheriff's office and get the red lantern. Well, you could wander in. I mean, the guy's not on the veranda anymore. Exactly. Yeah, we're wandering. So you just walk in? Yeah. Well, yeah. Before we wander in, is there a way of um, dismantling this contraption that sends the alarm? Well, you could cut the string, but it's going to make the bell ring when it falls at the other end, I suspect. Well, maybe cutting the string and holding the string, then tying it onto something. You could tie off... You, you don't try and tie off the string. Make a... Ooh, dexterity check. A dexterity check. Okay. How obvious do you want this to be... Do you want to be seen doing this? Bear in mind that you've now attracted a bit of attention. All these drinkers out in the square, they've seen this altercation. You're, you're outside the police station. Um, so if you're just going to start fucking around with stuff at the front of it, with people watching... No, 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 no. You can make you can make a stealth check to try and or a, something to try or something do something to misdirect attention, but otherwise it's going to be really obvious what you're doing. That's what I'm saying. I think what we need to do is kind of disappear off the veranda for a little while and then come back. Let's just go in, go inside. Graham, you can do a sleep spell on that guy if he gets. What's the name of that guy? Wilvlow. Okay, so so I go up to the I go up to the door, open the door. Uh, Wilvlow. You're in here. Sorry, Wilmslow, one more thing. Okay, so you're looking in. He is hes not cleaning up. He's sitting at a desk on the right-hand side, whittling again. And there's another guy on the left who looks up, and he's like, what? And Wilmslow is like, what? As you want to put your head through the door. You can't come in here. What do you want? That's the other guy. Wilmslow was his, you can't come in here. <laughs> Sorry, I thought um, i thought this was a public building. Are we not? I, I mean, we're here to make a report. And your captain, as you know, your share, your boss, was just giving us an earful. But I just, I just have a yeah. question, and I'm, I'm looking around, Mike. I'm trying to sort of figure out where the, where his office might be, where the land well, you, might you, be. You think to get it, yeah. the land? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's, there's a door. Uh, it's uh, looks pretty secure. It's halfway along the wall to your left, heading into the area that you can't see. The area with the window. Yeah. So if you're, st- if you're standing just inside the door. You can look to your left and right. These two guys are in the corners, and on your left you see a door that looks like it goes into that office. I mean, you've probably stood in this room before. You kind of probably know that. Yeah. 
so okay so where is this other guy there's one guy is in the far right hand corner and one guy's in the far left hand corner they're both sitting at desks yeah so i'm heading i want to head towards the door is the, is the door a normal door or is it um it looks like a, it looks like a stronger than usual door uh with a padlock on it it doesn't have a window or a no grill in it or anything no it looks like sheriff cubbins values his privacy okay so i just wanted to ask what what kind of proof should we be providing? What would be acceptable and not? Yeah, what would be acceptable? I think, I think the sheriff wanted you to bring bring him her head. If you actually. Yeah, but that's a bit, that's a bit <laughs> grim, isn't Simon, it? I mean, can, can we not just? Yeah, does he not Simon, have... Simon, have you heard this? They say they've killed Madam Wodge. The other one's like, they've killed Madam Wodge. They can't have what killed Madam Wodge. Apart from her head. Oh, um, maybe, um, another part of, I mean, I can't think of nothing. Did she have a notable ring, or a... Oh, I don't know, I mean, the head's normally the way, isn't it? There's no, there's no doubt. Heads, it is. There's no doubt with a head, is there? I mean, no doubt with a head. Right, okay. I mean, not that you've, not that you can go and get it, because you haven't killed her, have you? <laughs> the other one's like, hey, Simon, they haven't killed better, watch it, Simon's like, I ain't killed her, I never would have killed her. She's too we will bring her head, you oaf. Oi! He stands up, pulls out his truncheon. He's like, you shut up! Don't call me an oaf! And he starts, uh, the, and uh, uh, Wilvlo start, gets up, starts walking towards where you can see the string coming down for the thing. He's like, any more trouble from you, we'll call the sheriff over, and you can all spend the night in the cells. They're clearly very aggressive, protective, and... They're quite insecure without their boss around, but more terrified of calling them. You certainly get the general idea. They're terrified of their boss, but they don't want you messing about in here. And they sort of start kind of walking slowly towards you and sort of uh, ushering you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. We can, we'll, we'll be happily ushered out. But you think you've learned something. I mean, learned something that you might have, in the back of your mind, known it anyway, which is that Coven's office is... Uh, a, a, a difficult nut to crack, potentially, um, and clearly it may be the, the centre of his little kingdom of corruption. All right, so we go, we head off somewhere to to, to have a conflab. There's the um, other other name of what you've mentioned. Hesty Testipod. Hesty Testipod. So Hesty Testipod, yeah, he's the he's the kind of local sage wizard dude. Unless he's in the pub as well. Hesty Testipod, he's our man. Hesty <laughs> Testipod, the best in the land. He's the best of pod, better than the rest of pod. He's the best of the test pod. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. We'll go to his house. Let's walk away from the police station. Yep, I'm going to do a mage hand to tug the thing again. <laughs> 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 from a distant door. <laughs> it's 30 foot range, so... Yeah. Excellent. Okay, so yeah. yeah. Marvellous. So as you wander off from the main square, start heading up the hill towards where you believe Hesty Testapod to live. You use a mage hand. To, okay, fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, it has the desired effect. Uh, uh, Cubbins, uh, Jamis, and the other constables come piling <laughs> out of the... <laughs> you just hear, what the fucking hell is going on? And then you, oh, I didn't, I didn't, and he's just shouting, banging of door. Oh, didn't, ow! You are dead. I'm going to cut off your fucking bollocks. <laughs> and shouting, banging. I did not fucking. Didn't touch you. But you're gone at this point. 
Uh, and up the hill, uh, winding your way up to the house of Hester Testapod, his house is not like the other houses in town. Uh, it's charming. Uh, it's a kind of red and deep blue kind of wooden clapboard house, kind of a, a little bit Scandinavian in appearance. Uh, and the grass around the house, inside the little picket fence, is all kind of verdant. It's midwinter, and yet the grass in the in the garden is it, it could be May, uh, not May. <laughs> Who would make such a silly <laughs> error? <laughs> it could be mage, or mage. maybe apeshit. <laughs> Spring, anyway. Or midsummer, jewel or July, but certainly not one of the winter months, which of course we know by heart now. <laughs> oh. Cucumber. <laughs> well, that's aut- late autumn. Dismember, danuary and fumblery. Um, right. Anyway, yes, it, it's a, it's a well tended garden. There's a large tree stump right in the middle of the lawn in front of the house, and there's a little garden and a little gate that says "House of Pod." On a little um, plaque. What do you want to do? There's a guy playing a guitar and singing in the, on the stoop. Yeah, there's a little a frog with a banjo. Oh. <laughs> uh, there's um, uh, there's a uh, there are little uh, there are little pools with water features, little uh, kind of concentric stone kind of garden areas, like Japanese kind of things. It all looks very well tended. Everything looks very freshly painted. And there's a little veranda, a little stoop running across the front, and a door with a kind of cheery light issuing from its kind of opaque multicolored stained glass window knock 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 and there's no and there's nobody around it's all quiet you can hear the sound of the kind of you know it's a bit like being uh you go to a festival and you walk away from the main area and you're up on a hill or somewhere somewhere sort of quieter and you can hear that kind of rumble behind you of kind of people and the occasional glass breaking and shouting and laughter but up here it's quiet and kind of serene i'm knocking on the door yeah uh, it, it, Tell him, it's like, oh, yeah, hold, uh, t- t- tell my brother that if he wants my help, he should come and, uh, yeah, you know, oh. We have nothing to do with your brother. Uh, and he kind of looks at me, oh. Uh, Are you the testapod? Uh, the same, yes. <laughs> uh, I hear you're better than the rest of pod. I'm the best, the hasty testapod. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> What, um, uh, who are are you? Why are you here? I'm in the middle of dinner. I've forgotten. I'm really sorry. I forgot. He just looks bemused. Um, eyebrows, by the way, what's, um... Oh, yes, it's, um, common between all of us. Is it a curse? You need it removed. No, 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 the eyebrows are a fashion. You're a strange-looking one. You're a fashion, yeah. Or heterochromatic. I am. appears at you. Yes. And you, and he looks at uh, Burple. You're a strange-looking one too. Let's go and talk at the tree stump. And he starts. He just walks through you, not literally through you. It's not rent a ghost, but he, he, uh, he just sort of strides off the porch, down the steps, and into the garden. This way, this way. What is it you want to ask me about? Is it so you want your you want your eyebrows removed? You've been cursed by a witch or something? Well, I mean, what's going on? Explain. No, it's um, it's the um, uh, large quantity of spit it out, man. I see a large quantity of ascidian, ascidian, ascidian. You, you have a speech impediment. You have some problem. You need yes. me to, uh, to obsidian, Obsi- quantities of obsidian that obsidian. I have. Obsidian, obsidian. Yeah. 
You yeah. can say it. Say it, say it with me. <laughs> obsidian. Yes, well obsidian. done. It's the large quantities of obsidian. You're rambling yeah. like a lunatic. Well, yes. Is this to do with the eyebrows or to do no, with the... No, no. It's, okay. it's the company I keep. So you're laying these obsidian shards out on the tree stump? Yes. So you want to upend the bag. It's like, yes. we've come to task you about these. And they all scatter out. And you go, oh, obsidian. It's not obsidian, you know. He picks them up. Uh, where did you get this? Um, uh, found it in the hills. Found it in the hills. He's, he, kind of, he kind of goes away for a second, as it were. Not, not, in, not physically, but mentally. He's sort of off a little bit. And he kind of runs his hand. And he's like, mm, yeah, yeah. In the hills, you say. Whereabouts? Is, he doing, is, he, doing many mag- is he doing magic? Uh, make a an arcana check. An arcana check. Mm. Five. Can I have a go? Yeah. I'll take your five and I'll increase it to nine. Nine's not a disgrace. Um, yes, you think he was casting a little spell there, and you you can guess that he was obviously some kind of bit of divination or something uh, uh, as he was running his hand over these little uh, shards. Hmm. Is it magical then? You don't know, but you have to take magic. Asking him. And uh, well, well, um, y- 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 yes, it is magical. That so, where exactly? Where did you find these? In the hills, by the side of the road. You found it by the side of the road in the hills. Oh, that's fascinating. Whereabouts? You know, to the, the, the what do you east. what do you know about what do you know about these cans up in? Wow, what, uh, I, I, I never, I never know as much about the Cairns as I would like to. Mm. Uh, absolutely fascinating area of study. Well, uh, where did they, where I, mean, I, I have to say that one of the reasons uh, uh, that I that I moved back here was because I'm so interested in 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 in, in the the history and, uh, and and what what mysteries lie buried there. Yes, yes, very interesting. So you found these by the side of the road. That's very interesting. Where exactly where? Will you tell us about them? Well, um, they are, they are, they, they do hold a very slight residual magical charge. It's, uh, it's a transmutative charge. Grimbold, what on earth well, are you I, doing? Well, I now? have an ability in the, in the arcane arts. I have spotted that in you, but I thought you know, study is what you need, Grimbold. Study and discipline. And no more hanging around in the Emporium, making money and trying to get upstairs and visit the, 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 the strange delights that are up there. Anyway, Grimbold will be able to follow this. Well, sort of. He's not the, the brightest. It's, it's a transmutative aura, Grimbold. Don't you understand what I mean by transmutative? Yeah. It means it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of the natures of magic. Uh, and my belief is this potentially was part of, 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 of a... Teleportation device, uh, perhaps? Well, I suppose that that is that is it could be yes. something to do with that. Yes, yes, that's very uh, that's very perceptive uh, yes. of you. You found it by the side of the road. Exactly no, where? We Which found way? it in one of the tombs. Okay. It just stops, like freezes, and he's like, "Which tomb? Where? T- tell me, tell me about it. So, 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 what you've been in? You've been in? You've you found this inside it? What else was there? Tell me, describe. Tell me everything. Make an insight check, Mike. Is he genuinely interested, or...? Yeah, you don't need to make an insight check. He's genuinely interested. Yeah, he knows He knows the significance we found. We just need to try and wheedle it out of him. Now make an insight check. Nine! God, rolling like shit. One! Fifteen. I got fifteen. 
Okay, uh, you don't think he knows exactly what they are, but he th you think that he knows that that they are of. How do I put this uh, from just an insight check? You don't you don't think he knows what they are. Your sense is that he is that his interest is piqued by them, and there's something running behind his eyes about what they might be. But you don't get the sense that he knows exactly what they are. So tell uh, what what do you know of the history of cats? Oh well, I mean they're 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 built by many different civilizations. Oh, I see. So they're not all. They're not all the same. Built. They're not all the same. But many were built uh, by. Uh, this is very interesting. Uh, what do you know about the Wind Dukes? Everything there is to know. We don't know anything. I like their second single. Yes, yes, it's, it's, it's the difficult second album. Uh, the Wind Dukes, they were a powerful. They were also known as the Dukes of Aqua. They were. Uh, uh, they were. They were elemental beings. Right. They were elemental. They were elemental beings uh, ooh, from back in uh, for many, many ages ago, uh, and they. Uh, well, there's a very interesting history. So, my my sense is that these are of Winduke. Uh, this is these are a, a broken. This is a broken thing. Yes, yes. Describe. I mean, describe exactly what you found. We do. We do our best to describe it. It was kind of like a curvy, maybe a mirror yes. frame. Yeah, with with um, markings. Yes. 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 Uh, you, 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 you have them. You know the markings. You have them. Yeah, Graham yes. did a rubbing. I think you did a rubbing of them. Yes. Uh, well, uh, you, you have a rubbing of them. Uh, sh 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 yes. Show me. Show me. Show me. And he kind of he does a light spell. Uh, and, it, and it sort of because sort of, obviously it's getting dark now. Uh, and I uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That we took. Well, now, now let's have a look. Ah, very interesting. This is the this is the glyph of Ecosio. This is the most imp this is a this is a va this is a language called Vati Vati uh, and it is uh, it is a uh, it is it is a, a, an ancient form of our and Oran, which is the, the the language of the of the of the the elemental plane of air the Windjukes are ancient elemental beings now this glyph is very interesting it's the name of of a duke uh, and I think I'm not 100% certain about this, but I think the name is Ecosiol. And that's interesting. Yeah, I'm not certain about Ecosiol. I, I might have to uh, uh, hit the books, as it were, to find out more. But what I also tell you is that the, 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 the nature of these glyphs, the nature of these name glyphs, is that built within the design is a signifier to say how important in the hierarchy these names were or are or um, whatever. Uh, and Ecosiol, this this symbol, it also written within it, wound within it. He was very important. He's the most important. It, it's a signifier that he is the most important of a particular group or or, 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 or section. That's, that's what I can. And so these were, and these were they're very important. These were on uh, the, this app. So when you say apparatus, describe it to me. Well, it's like a globe. It's like it's like holding a globe, isn't it? Like like a frame. Yes, yeah, like, like a frame. frame. Like it might be a mirror frame. Yes, yes. So perhaps something which these, uh, perhaps this was once, an, uh, uh, these may, may be the shattered remnants of something that was once sat within a frame. Yes, 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 yes. yes. It's like a plane, uh, like a sheet of... Yes, that... yes. Fascinating. Uh, did you see anything else? I mean, what else have you found there? And lanterns. How, uh, how... There were multicolored oh, lanterns. Just uh, lanterns? <laughs> yes. And one of them is in the constable's office. We need to get in there. You, you, you go too fast. You go too fast. Describe, describe, describe what? Explain the, the lanterns. Uh, a large chamber with a sarcophagus. In enormous detail, one by one, for ages. 
<laughs> okay, the first lantern had yeah, yeah. Lit that's lit. That's not lit. And then you turn the thing, and then it, no. Okay, so you give him a <laughs> back to the first you lantern. Give him the do you tell? Do you tell him about the tomb and the sarcophagus? Yes. So he is just absolutely. His eyes light up. Uh, and any other glyphs? Any other language? Anything else? Any other markings? We took rubbings of them so that we would show him all of them. So this is from the sarcophagus. Yes, so we had a we had a, a glyph in the sarcophagus. Now, this 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 name uh, uh, phonetically is Zosiel. That's what it says, Zosiel. And he is he is unimportant. He's the least important uh, of this group. The the, the 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 ranking, as it were. And then this one you found. Well, on the, did you say you you'd gone down through? Explain. We dropped down a shaft. Yes. Through, and then there was this glyph on the floor. Tell me about what, and you've explored down there. What yes, have you seen? There was a room with. Uh, which made Some stone slabs. Really, stone slabs <gasps> made us feel really tired. Were there were there uh, tools, pegs? Yes. 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 <laughs> there were. Oh, there were how, how do you know this? By Ud above, this is extraordinary. So By you Ud found made. you found the labourers. Uh, you found the labourers area. You found the labourers uh, lair. How do you know about this, you silly old man? <laughs> now, Grimbold. If you're not good, I'm going to turn you into a frog, and I won't turn you back into an ugly halfing until tomorrow. Please turn him into a frog. Just now, do it, do it, do it. Please. These are... Please. Turn him into a frog. Baleful polymorph. Make a wisdom save, DC 23. Doesn't work. Smoke him. He explains that the these tombs are built to a pattern. And that the, the architects of the tombs and the laborers that built the tombs lived within the tombs while they were being constructed. And it, it, so what you've told them resonates with other discoveries that have been made in tombs that are now long being cleaned out and it's not mm -hmm. interesting. What you need to know is you need to know about these wind dukes. This is not something trivial that you have discovered. In fact, it's very much the opposite. These wind dukes were warriors of law and uh, in, a, in a, an age too far gone f for the memory of men or even elves there was a great war between the wind dukes and the queen of chaos who was a primordial being of the early abyss an awful creature and the fabled fields of pesh and he sort of points vaguely in the sort of direction of north I, I, I'm not sure this is my understanding that I don't know where they are Seven of the uh, uh, most powerful wind dukes employed a weapon called the Rod of Law. Uh, and they used it to strike down Miska the Wolf Spider, who was the queen's consort, the demonic consort. And when they did so, this Rod of Law broke into a rod of seven parts, Ooh. which is one of the most legendary artifacts in all folklore. Oh, yes. It seems that you may have found the tomb of a warrior, of one of the Windjukes, maybe one that perished on the fields of Pesh that very day. Anything else you can find out about this tomb, I would be fascinated to learn. Okay. Oh, is it really a quest for the Rod of the Seven Parts? He, he looks at you. I, I, I think you shouldn't concern yourselves with these matters. You should, we should concern ourselves with, 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 with study and learning, Grimbold. And I, I think we would ask him, you know, obviously not to talk too much about this because we don't want other people stomping all over our discovery well i i uh, uh, why don't we why don't we come to an agreement 
I am happy for now for you not to reveal to me the location of your find mm-hmm. on the understanding that if you see things of interest to as you continue to explore you bring them to me you inform me we will let you know that sounds like a great deal sounds like a, yes sounds could, like a, could you help us get the red idea. lantern out of the constable's office? so, so it, uh, remind me so there's a series of lanterns and one is missing and yes. that missing one is in the constable's office. What it's doing there? Cubbins' we don't office. Yes. Cubbins' office. We understand yes. it. Oh, that is a pickle. Um, well, I suppose we could try and. Uh, I mean, I could. Uh, well, I mean, I ha- I'm not without influence. Uh, I, well, exactly. You might have a few spells. Oh well, I would. I don't think. I don't think one should be resorting to uh, uh, anything um, uh, if you could, if you could it, underhand. I think. Extraordinarily helpful. I mean, I, 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 the thing is, of course, that would involve it just uh, that would involve talking to my brother. And I suppose, in the interests of uh, academia, it might be done. Um, I, 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 I'm, I, my head is all popping with wisdom and excitement. It's very, very exciting. Um, I, uh, uh, why don't you, young gentlemen, uh, go and get some rest? I'm going to go and consult my library, and I will place my mind towards the problem uh, of influencing uh, young Cubbin who is not the most uh, salubrious of characters. I don't think I need to remind you. Yep. Sorry, I don't understand your strange... You've got a strange face. <laughs> <laughs> the eyebrows don't help. They get, they're getting in the... Yes, they are getting in the way, aren't they, rather? Okay, anyway, <laughs> that's very interesting. Goodbye now. Off you go. <laughs> we take our leave. And he just turns around, turns on his heel, walks back inside, closes the door behind him, muttering, like, the wind jukes. Well, I never... Lanterns. Goodness gracious. Can I ask what the plan is to go and get the uh, the head? Bring me the head. Bring the head back. Yes. Get into his office and then try and sneaky, sneaky the lantern or what? I think the head's irrelevant now. We've got different options. 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 We get the head yeah. because it might be useful. We see if the guy's influence might get us the lantern. Yep. So we use, first of all, the influence. Second, then we can use the head. Third, we can resort to trying to steal it. Okay. That sounds like a, a sensible distillation of the issue. Did we um, search her body? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Probably. Yes, we did. Was there any magic or gold? Or anything well, like I've got it written down. I've already taken it. Madam Wood's fight. Here we go. Quite work like that, Paul. Well, I mean, the, the um, obsidian worked like that because I collected it and you distinctly said that I should collect it. Yes. To help carry it for us. No, I was collecting it, and it was mine. So uh, I'll, I'll take the benefit of that. Uh, from Madame Modge, we had a spear, a scimitar, a dagger, a studded leather suit, ten copper pieces, short sword, heavy crossbow, and more leather armor. That was it. Well, for example, let's say I found something. Yeah. Does that make it mine, or is it a party item? It makes it mine. If you try and make it yours. I mean, Graham's already got the ring, and. Did we roll for the ring? No, no, Graham hit it as he picked it up. Right. So we don't know so he's got it. Do... Don't know. We don't know he's got it. <laughs> we, do, we don't know he's got it. We don't know he's got it. We don't know he's got it. None of us were there when he picked so... it up. So we can't. We can't but how's, how complain. do you know that? Cause... How do I know it? Because I edited the fucking episode for 15 hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, but how did Graham. Why did Graham reveal that he found a ring? How can you not? How you, can you not? He had to interact with Mike. Well, I he have had... to say I have the same dilemma because I found a, a magical sword. 
did you? <laughs> I didn't hear that. When did you find that? Well, I'm telling you now. When? But according to your your process, I get to keep it. Yeah, but I, I have no recollection of you finding a magical sword. Well, Mike told me. When? Well, he didn't want to tell everybody, did he? Slack is a wonderful thing. That bloated corpse and the underwater. I leave you alone for five minutes. I love the fact that the wind, the ancient wind dukes, that their language is called farty. Yes, absolutely marvellous. I don't know if it's deliberate, but it made me laugh. I'm sure it is. Excuse me, when did when did Johnny get a magical sword? Well, uh, that Johnny has decided to reveal to you that the, the scabbard that he found on the body in the floaty room had a yes. sword in it. Uh, he all all that happened in the episode was that he said that he retrieved the scabbard, uh, which I think is in the um, is in the recording. And then it just was not mentioned again. And I thought that uh, before I told everybody uh, that I would just mention to him that there was, the scabbard had a sword in it. And okay. that it was his, his, his choice to reveal that. Well, I, I mean, I've got no problem with knowing that Johnny's got a magical sword that the character doesn't, uh, the rest of us don't know about. Okay, well, the great, the great thing about this conversation, of course, is I'd completely forgotten about the ring. <laughs> I think the ring's worth a bit of money, but it's not magical. First thing first is we've got to go and get the head. That's the action. Okay. So you head back. Yeah. Excuse the pun. The next morning. Would you like me to take magic on your sword, Johnny? Yeah, I have to say I don't. I can't use the sword. What? But yeah, to, to I can. Well, you can use it. With, you can use it without proficiency. It's a plus one short sword. Right, Johnny. Yeah. I can use the short sword. Hang on. Oh, wait, you mean you want me to loan you? Yes. Loan you the shorts. <laughs> oh, um, sorry. One bit of uh, business. Did you leave? Did you let? Uh, uh, Hes- did you let Hesley Testapod take one or whatever of the little glass shards away? Just a little bit. Fine. It doesn't affect the value of them as a bulk thing. No, no. Just, just a little sliver. And uh, yeah, Johnny. Sorry, Grimbold. Yeah, if you if you lend me that, lend me the sword I promise to look after it and um, it will enhance the bow of the east wind which I never saw again the, the what I don't know what you're talking about the bow of the east wind Wh- which yeah. bow which version of the bow of the exactly <laughs> these ancient artifacts slip between reality somehow in the back of Grimbold's brain some kind of atavistic feral memory of being cheated out of an item that was never <laughs> and he's never heard of <laughs> Somehow. The bow of the what? Um, I promise you, you can have this plus one short sword back any time you like. Yeah, I just... I mean, it, it will help the party, obviously. Uh... <sighs> can you write on your character sheet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you... I'm sure you did that with the bow of the east wind. I made yeah, you I write on the character sheet. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> And then <laughs> I completely forgot about it. <laughs> you probably yeah, wrote a new one out, wrote a new character sheet out, omitted that detail. Yeah, I can't even remember which character it was. But anyway, yes. Can I can I borrow your plus one short sword? Oh God! What about what about um, purple burpish? <laughs> Purple burpish. How? What do you mean, purple burpish? I just want, I just want some reassurance that I'm going to get it back at some point. Johnny, it's all being recorded. Unlike D and D in that years true? gone by. Oh, that's it true. Doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what gets written <laughs> down on the character sheet. Hang Everything... on, who's, who's going to be editing it though? 
<laughs> oh, oh yeah, Paul is editing this one. <laughs> I, let me say right now, I swear on Cuthbert's life that you'll get it back. <laughs> Paul, just this sentence is cut together out of loads of different bits of Johnny's dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's done, it's done, it's brilliant. So Cuthbert got the plus one sword. No. Let me think about it, let me think about it. Where did this plus one sword come from? He nicked it from the pool, from the water. I found it in the bloaty corpse in the, under the water. Yeah. And you haven't... Uh, what, and you're just keeping it for yourself? He hadn't disclosed it, and then he had a moment of guilt because Graham had his magic... Not magic, but kind of valuable ring that he found. Blabbed That's about, which, I, but fortunately, that reminded me I'd actually got it. <laughs> so this is the way this party goes, is it? Well, yeah. Everyone's well, to show off to yes. Okay, I understand. So we're going to put everything in the pot, sell everything, and divvy up the money. Keep the crystal pieces, Cuthbert can have the sword, the rest we sell. Uh, that seems very good for Cuthbert. It's, it's a sword that helps the party. <laughs> Before you start divvying up my sword... <laughs> your sword? Oh, it's your sword. Yeah, I'm not doing anything other than helping the party. We do this every single time at low level. It's altruistic. <laughs> okay. I'll give you the sword because you're going to help the party. And then we'll get to about third or fourth level. Where no, this is mine. I'm having it. It forgets all the items I've given him. It's all right. It's already on the character sheet, Johnny. Thanks. No, sir. it isn't. You don't know it. It's in my rucksack. It's, it's funny because I've got one on my character sheet as well. <laughs> Nobody knows... But we do now. Nobody knows what. No, we are. That Graham nicked a ring and you nicked a sword. No, no, we, we, Johnny, we know because I had to identify it. So I know. And now that I know, everyone knows. Do we, do we roll? Do we distribute? Or do we sell everything and divide up the money? I think we should be distributing to the people who would be, it'd be useful for because aren't I supposed to be the front level, front line party, uh, fighter? I mean, the way you put it so articulately. Yes, the um, frontline fighter. The frontline people. Aren't I <laughs> so supposed to be the frontline people, the frontline party? I, I don't <laughs> mind I don't mind lending it to someone, but you're gonna to have to decide between you who's most suited. And it's going to be lending you and I want something written down. It's recorded, Johnny, so it's fine. So Burple goes back to his bin in the woods. Yep. Uh Sessions and Grimbold singing in the middle of the night. Singing in the middle of the night. Sessions and Grimbold uh, uh lodge back at the hungry gar. Parker is skulking around, trying not to be seen. And Cuthbert, you go back to your sumptuous lodgings at Lazar's house, paid for by the uh, Ouch Splinter purse. Thank you. And the next morning, you're going to saddle up and ride back up to the Cairn to try and get the head of Madame Wodge of the Lodge. Is that basically it? Yes. Well, let's leave things there, and we will pick it up next time. Thanks very much. Good night, all. Got away without another combat. Love it. Fucking hell, it's ridiculous. But it could be a hell of an edit. One, two, oh, one, two, three, four. Here's the testapod, he's our man. Here's the testapod, the best in the land. He's the best testapod, better than the rest of our day. He's the best, the best testapod. Thank you. There's a wizard from even star. He's a legend both near and far. Everybody must know his name. But oh, won't you help me sing it just the same? Help me. Here's the testapod, he's our man. Here's the testapod, the best in the land. He's the best testapod, better than the rest of our day. He's the best, the testapod. All together now. Hester Testapod, he's our man. Hester Testapod, the best in the land. He's the best of all, better than the rest of all. He's the best of Hester Testapod. Thank you.
The Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Whispering Can and The Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Whispering Can was written by Eric Mona. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening. It's just about he's a man. It's just about the best in the land. He's the best about better than the rest about he's the best of his test about all together now. Hest test about he's a man. It's test about the best in the land. He's the best about better than the rest about he's the best of his test about thank you. But I I, I who has the sword?